Hello and welcome back to the Boosting Gains Podcast. I'm your host Cedric and in today's episode, I have someone quite interesting from the IT industry doing some big things both in his IT career and his very own side projects and businesses. This man has created some very unique applications which we will talk about further in this episode and also get to know him a little bit more as we discuss his life in America, his IT journey, his unique creations and also some of his various passions and hobbies. Perry Kankam, welcome to the show and thank you very much for your time and it's really, really great to be having this chat with you. Yeah, most definitely, you know, had to, had to come through and support for sure. Thank you, bro. Now, uh, Perry, you know, I've known you for quite some time now and um, I've seen uh, uh, the growth and just the incredible things that you are accomplishing um, as well as some of the things that you are currently pursuing. But before we get into all of that, you know, I like to ask my guests this question, like, who is Perry? Can you tell us a little bit of who you are, or your background or anything you want us to 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 know about yourself? Sure. Um, not necessarily uh, much to say. Um, I used to say ambitious young man, but I'm growing now, so things are changing. <laughs> but um, I'm from Ghana, West Africa. Um, lived in Ghana most of my life. Um, then I moved to the United States about 10 years ago now. Um, went to college here, uh, moved to Atlanta after that. And, you know, just pursuing a career in um, the tech world. Mm-hmm and a few other um, areas that can yield more money in my pocket, pretty much. But um, yeah, pretty much God-fearing man and all my friends know I like money. So I do I do what I have to do to get to get to the bag. <laughs> God-fearing man, we hear that. <laughs> now, uh, you know, let, let me ask you this. So how was your experience like when you came to America? Like, you know, for a lot of my friends that I've talked to, some of them, it was like a bit of a culture shock. And speaking for myself, for me, it wasn't, it, it really wasn't much of a shock. Uh, but for you, how, how, how was it? Um, it was different. So for me, like as kids and pretty much every summer, um, we had a house in England. So we, had, we used to go to London a lot. So, um, for example, there was a culture shock for sure. But for like, weather changes it was very harsh and abrupt because i moved to wisconsin so Mm. but for stuff like that i'd experienced the snow and Mm. things like that already in another country so Mm. it was different but the i think the culture shock kind of came more um in in the aspect of you know relationships with people how people kind of you know it's just different how people relate to you here and stuff like Mm. meeting somebody in the hallway um hey how you doing Hey, how's your day going? It's just fast. They don't really care for your response, Mm. but it was something I had to get used to because that's not very typical or Mm. normal Mm -hmm. in Ghana or, you know, I I just wasn't used to that. So just little minor things like that. Obviously, the accent was um, very different, but the kind of music I listened to as a kid was a lot of American Mm. hip hop and whatnot. So it was also not too far off, Mm -hmm. but... Yeah, there was definitely some culture shock, but it was pretty trivial. It mm. wasn't anything. So you did go to high school here? No, I went to high school in Ghana. I skipped two grades, and then I wrote my SAT at 16, uh-huh. and then I started college here in 17. Ah, gotcha. Yep. Okay, now in terms of like uh, college, did you? how did you know you wanted to get into IT? You know, was there any like 
did you start off by doing something like a different major and then transition into IT or you knew right off the bat that that's the route you wanted to, to take? Um, to be honest, I was ambivalent about the whole tech stuff. I didn't really, it wasn't anything golden for me in the beginning, but uh, my whole life I wanted to be a pilot and I'm mm. still going to get my flying license mm-hmm. when I, I'm comfortable enough. But um, at like 14, my uncle became a network engineer mm-hmm. And it just seemed cool every time I talked to him. He really enjoyed his job and whatnot. And as kids, I'm a, I'm second of five boys. So whenever something broke in the house, like my mom needed something done on her phone and stuff like that, yeah, it guy. became pretty automatic. Yeah. Just let Perry do it, stuff yeah. like that. Mm. And sometimes I wouldn't be able to fix it. Mm. I'll just throw the phone in the mm. ceiling and let it drop, and mm. it just will work. Mm. <laughs> so it just it just became I just became the little IT guy in the house. So. I I think I guess that got to my head. Mm-hmm. So at the time I got to college, um, I was like, "Yeah, why not?" I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, to mm-hmm. be honest. So what did you start off with? Tech. I started uh, with computer science. So my older brother was doing MSI. I think that's like a mixture of computer science and business. Uh-huh. So he was doing that, but I didn't really care for the business side. I just wanted to go full tech. Mm-hmm. And the main reason why I actually went that route is because my advisor told me it was super difficult with calculus one mm. two three or something mm-hmm. so i like challenges so when i heard that it was a go for me but yeah it was computer science throughout mm. yeah mine is a bit different because you know coming from ghana actually also went to high school in ghana i was a visual uh, visual art major oh so coming here you know speaking to my dad and everything he was like yeah man like that visual art is really not gonna <laughs> take you nowhere in america you know yeah which in certain cases, I don't think that's all the way true because mm-hmm. of like the internet today. Mm-hmm. You know, having a, 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 a having being an art major, you can get into like graphic design and all types mm-hmm. of other things that you can make some really really good money and also really love your job, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I got into college thinking, okay, well, if the visual art or the art is not going to work, then let's get into something in the medical field, which. I had no interest in the medical field. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I took it's a few. Hard. Yeah, it's man. Hard. I was a, just lucky. It's took hard. a few classes, chemistry, chemistry one and two. Like, nope. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, this ain't for me. Yep. And uh, the one thing that I knew was IT. You know, growing yep. up, same thing, breaking stuff, fixing it, um, mm-hmm. taking things, things apart and putting it back together. And I was the guy that anybody will come to you if they needed like music videos yep. or, or music and stuff games like yep. i was i was the guy to come to right yep, yep, yep. so i was like hmm, you know what let's 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 use that and uh maybe we can do something in it and here mm-hmm. we are all in the it industry yeah anyway man uh the next thing i want to talk about is you know of course i follow you on instagram you know you, you're a good friend of mine and i see come uh, some of the things that you're currently doing right um one example is uh, an app that you released last year and if i'm pronouncing it right blackable yep right uh just tell us some of the projects that you currently have going on now and even like with your software uh, development i think that's what you do now you are a, a senior software developer mm-hmm. tell us some of the things that you do on a day-to-day basis and even if you could share with us like right out of college right how were you able to find a job and you know a summary of the journey that you had to go through in order to get to to where you at now sure um so i was 
on a very different trajectory in the sense of in Wisconsin, when you graduated, most of the people that I was close to or I looked up to um, just decided to stay for some weird reason when they never liked it there. Mm. Um, so it obviously was a lot of fear. Um, that was the main reason why people were not going because they'll always talk about I'm moving to Texas when I'm done. I'm moving here. I'm moving here. But what I realized was it was a cycle and nobody ever went anywhere mm. because by the time you're done with college, you have your old internship offering your position and you just stick can't. With it. Yeah, you just wouldn't let it let it go. So um, I took a different I, I just went on a different trajectory trajectory for sure, because it was um, either that or just go start something else. Like at that time. I was 20 turning 21 when I graduated, so I was a little young. My mom was concerned. Actually, nobody wanted to move me to move because I didn't have any friends. Or So your mom was in Wisconsin as well? No, she wasn't gone at the time, mm. but she didn't agree with me moving to uh, oh, Atlanta state. at yeah. all because I didn't know anybody here at, at all. So um, I ended up just taking the risk and just driving out here one weekend with my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I found a job, so it was pretty synonymous how it worked. I found a job right when I moved here. Um, not my dream job or because I had an offer in Wisconsin, which was paying about 1.5 times what my job in Atlanta was. Mm-hmm. But I just did not like Wisconsin. So I took that pay cut and then I moved here and I started that job mm-hmm. and um, basically worked my way up slowly. Um, a year later at that job, got laid over. First corporate job laid over after a year. It was, it was, it was confusing. Mm. It was, it was obnoxious. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. So I was confused. And then, you know, went back to the drawing board. One thing about me that you probably know about Cedric is I would learn. Mm. I like to learn. So I always make time. At the moment, I'm learning some technology so that I can start building things on an Apple Watch. I, I don't know when to stop. Mm. I like money. I like to. I like knowledge and I like money. Mm. So those two, those two things together is pretty much I think what has got me where I am right now, and still building and still getting to where I need to get to. But um, so far, yeah, just working my way up, job after job. I'm currently at my third job, and um, on the side, I have a tech consulting company. So I do websites and whatnot for people, mm-hmm. and um, I also started an app last year during the time when the um, Black Lives Matter and um, the whole movement was at its peak. Um, it was just imperative to start that as a tech or as a software engineer because I felt like the community needed it the most. There was um, a lot of ignorance and excuses on why black businesses weren't being supported. Me having friends, me being a black business owner and whatnot, I just felt like people just don't know. That's why they don't support. Mm. So Blackable was just basically a directory app, Mm. um, which is available on both Android and iOS. Basically, whatever city you're in, you can find black-owned businesses, leave a review, go support them. It's absolutely free. I don't charge no business owners. I literally did that just to support the community. That's right. Took... A long time. It was a huge investment, about 463 hours of my time. But I, I like how it turned out. It did some good press, um, got featured on The Shade Room, a few other places. And yeah, 
people still have people are still using it mm-hmm. um um it's existing it's it's doing what it needs to do i have other things i'm currently working on mm-hmm. tech wise and also um other businesses wise so it's basically um uh, i have a i just um got into importing exporting and um wholesaling in new york mm-hmm. so i just got a warehouse recently and that's very that's like the first time i've delved all the way from away from okay, tech yeah and um, that has had kind of been my issue for a long time, being a, in a little closed box where I felt like all my money is supposed to come from tech. Mm. But I had a conversation with my mom the other day, and she kind of, you know, turned on the lights in my head to think outside the box a bit and realize that as long as it's money to be made, yeah. if it's in real estate it anywhere. or um, garbage truck um consultation mm-hmm. whatever it is as long as the margins are good mm-hmm. and there's money to be made you can get it anywhere mm-hmm. so i've been looking into a lot of different ventures mm-hmm. besides tech lately and what i'm doing is making money wherever i can and then bring it into tech because i always want to make the most money in tech mm-hmm. i want to own the biggest business in tech and i just want to enjoy what i'm doing while i'm making money That's so right. although um garbage dispensary company will earn me crap ton of money mm-hmm. would i be enjoying myself doing that not necessarily so i'll figure a way out in but tech, so. i mean even with that if you started a business let's say garbage dispensary or garbage disposal whatever it is right you can still find a way to incorporate that tech in there exactly and, and, and renovate exactly. the whole industry exactly. right so there's multiple ways to look at it right so that's definitely one angle to to look at it and that's what i've been trying to do with some ideas that i have um but some I, sometimes it's just preposterous. It's not going to work. Sometimes mm-hmm. tech doesn't work with everything. Okay. So, um, or it would work, but it won't yield you the amount of money you're looking for or the convenience or for your customers mm-hmm. or whatever. So, but yeah, so that I know that was a long winding question to answer to your question. But yeah, pretty much um, software engineer day to day is basically working where I'm needed, needed, um, either coding a website, coding an app. Uh, most of the projects I do, I do, I'm like my own team, team lead. I do everything on my own. So, um, yeah, Blackable and UI design to every single thing in the app, the website, every single thing you see right now is solely done by me. And that's how most of my other projects are. I do contract jobs for, mm-hmm. Um, other companies sometimes when the money's right and I build I've built a few built a few other ads for actual companies and and whatnot in the past and I'm actually still currently working on one for a company in California so my day-to-day is just a whole bunch of nerdy stuff Mm. coding or researching or learning like I said like I'm and I'm I'm not just always learning tech it's just anything that is vital that I feel like would either streamline my day-to-day and make things more convenient in my life or help me achieve a goal that I, I have on my, my, my goal list or, mm-hmm. or my vision board. So yeah, it's, it's pretty much that. Okay. So, um, you know, for Blackable, you mentioned that, you know, you made this for like to support black businesses and whatnot. Right. So this is not just because I remember when I was looking at it, it was it had like a whole bunch of like uh, food industries on there. So it's not just that it has 
all types of business on there. Yeah, totally. Okay. He has um, salons, barbershops, um, um, online businesses, um, restaurants, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, nightclubs. Yeah, it's okay. it's just a growing directory. At the moment, it's about 300 businesses. It's available in London, Canada, and a bunch of states here. Okay. So, yeah. Now the next thing is, uh, or just briefly, let's talk about your. Um, I know you have like a website design company. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Clouch? Clouch. Yeah. Clouch. So, Clouch LLC. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, not to go too crazy with it, but um, if anybody needs you to design a website <laughs> or anything like that, can they? How can they find you, or how can they even go look at some of the work that you've done um, to reach out to you? Sure. Um, Currently updating that website as we speak so that I can show off some of the new work I have worked on recently. But yeah, as you mentioned, it's Clouch. So if you need any work done, Clouch has all the contact information. You can reach out from a form over there. Clouch.com. C-L-O-U-T-C-H. C-L-O-U-T-C-H.com. Or you can... I don't know if this is a good idea because this might go... Your podcast might have 500,000 views in my <laughs> inbox, but my e- my email is, my day-to-day real email is perrykankamagmail.com. Right. My first and last name at gmail.com. So that can be direct if you don't want to deal with all the clutter business of going through about pages and trying to find a contact and whatnot. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Sounds good, brother. Now, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is, uh, of course, like, all right. Even before I move on to, the, to this next topic, right? Briefly, let's talk about if somebody's listening to this podcast and they want to get into like you know your career path or like how they can also start doing um, software development or uh, being a software engineer and stuff like that. Like, what are some of the um, a good place to look at for resources for for like you said you like to learn a lot. Where are some of the places they can look into to, you know, gain some knowledge and also get on that track as well? So I always tell a lot of people who come to me that um, a foundation is very important, right? So I tell people when I graduated college, I just knew about half of one language, which was C sharp. And at the moment, I know about 15 to 18 different tech languages. And a lot of people ask right off the bat. So why the hell did you go to college? You could have learned that yourself. Mm-hmm. College provides the foundation and college provides the ability to be able to research and, and know that you found what you, you're looking for when you find it. Some people just research in the air. Mm. So that's what all the projects in college, that's what all, all of that did for me. So I try to advise people, just try to get some kind of degree, associate or preferably definitely a bachelor's Mm -hmm. that's a good place to start because it just it's just a lot of credibility for you um getting into your first job since you wouldn't have a portfolio or whatnot um but once that's done with you just have to have the passion for it and having the passion for it leads you to be able to be excited to learn stuff like i'm always learning something like i am most of the time and 95 percent of the time it's in tech but the other 5%, it's just random stuff that I just want to know about. Mm-hmm. And um, having that time and making that time for yourself and prioritizing the right way to actually learn what you want to, what you need to learn would always get you into the right doors. Because when that opportunity opens up, you would know 
the skill set that you require to get that opportunity going, right? So um, just learning. If you don't understand something, the internet has 700 million thousand billion resources. <laughs> yeah. There is no excuse in in this generation. Mm-hmm. There is no excuse. Um, it's either you really want it or you don't. Mm-hmm. So I just try to structure my day as much as possible. Um, as you know, crazy, wake up 4.30 in the morning. Not because I want to. I'm not a morning person at all. I'm actually very nocturnal. But just because I need some routine in my life, get stuff done, study, do my work, mm-hmm. go, t- go to the gym first, obviously. And, you know, just to plan on my day and prioritize as best as I can. Mm-hmm. I can't freestyle every day. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> that brings me on to another question is... You know, for you, even before like the whole COVID, right? You were working from home like most of the uh, most of the time. Yep. And for me, I mean, I was working from home maybe like two days a week, uh, but now I'm pretty much like ninety nine percent working from home. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can speak for myself. I'm just so <laughs> caught up in this rhythm of like waking up at like eight o'clock, and then nine o'clock I'm online, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes even eight thirty, yeah. and then nine o'clock I'm online. But yeah. for you. I see that you know you wake up super early in the morning, you go to the gym, you get your workouts done early. This is even before COVID hit. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. And then go back home, get on the get online, do your work, and um, I don't know whatever else that you have going on day, you, you take care of it. Now, uh, tell me how you 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 just got into that rhythm or that mindset of like, look, I need to wake up early, even though I'm not a morning person. And, um, you know, how you plan your day on that? Because I think I could even use uh, that advice myself. So it, it, so for me, it's like when it's 4.30 in the morning, it's 2 p.m. somewhere else. Somebody has had a head start. Somebody's doing what they need to do during the day. So for me, it's like I, I've been working from home, like you mentioned, for about two and a half to three years now. So um, at some point working from home, I realized that I um, start, I'm starting to become not lazy, but just very comfortable in my ways. So I just needed a shock. And the only shock for me was doing something crazy that I'd never done to see what kind of results that it will yield. And yeah, at the time I used to watch this Navy guy who used to wake up at like this weird, I think four 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 or something. Is it um don't tell me his name. Um I David Goggins. I think yep, that's him. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's a weird time you used to wake up and there's a bunch of reasons to it. But I just decided, hey, let me try it. So it's like four thirty for me. Mm-hmm. And um in the beginning it was hard because I'm not a more till this day, I battle every morning trying to get out the bed. Um, well, I have Alexa all the way in the corner of the room. I have three alarms on my phone. So after the alarms on my phone go off, and this is a free hack I'm giving everybody. You people owe Cedric some money for this for sure. But Alexa is the last alarm to go off at like 4.35. And because it's all the way in the corner and it's really loud, the only to way to stop Alexa is wake up and say, Alexa, stop alarm. By the time I say Alexa, stop alarm at that at that voice, like like I'm I'm screaming at that point, so I'm up. I, at that point, you just choose if you want to be lazy and go bro, back to I'm bed or stubborn, not, bro. I think I'm gonna tell Alexa <laughs> stop and say, you know what, nah, I'm going back to bed. Bro. Yeah, so at that point, you decide because at that point, 
your body has done what it needs to do. Your body's up. Yeah. So you decide your mind takes over from that point. Your mind, if you want to go take a shower, get your day started, then you do that. If you don't, then you just lay back down. Man. In the beginning, I laid back down a whole lot of times. Yeah. But now I don't even need a. I don't remember the last so, time I used Alexa. I just so need one alarm and then I'm, I'm up and That going. means you do go to sleep early as well. That's the problem because I'm nocturnal. I'm more like I am definitely I get more done at night. Yeah. 100%. My room's always dark because I always wanted to have a night feel yeah. or a night ambiance. But I don't go to I try to go to sleep at 10 o'clock. But yesterday, for example, I went to sleep at one ten. And you wake up at 4. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So during the day when I can, when my days are not super busy, because I wake up so early and I can get so much mm-hmm. done, maybe for my lunchtime, I'll sneak in an hour nap. Mm. But ideally, if you want to do this, me starting in the beginning, I was definitely trying to go to sleep at like 10 at the latest. Mm-hmm. But now I'm kind of stuck in my ways that regardless of what time I go to sleep, I know that I have to be up. And it's a routine thing for me. Mm. I check it off every day when I wake up at 4.30 and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. So I don't like leaving a gap in there because mm-hmm. that messes with my mind. Mm. So like on my calendar, it's like Monday, Tuesday, th- I can't leave Tuesday hanging. It has. I have to wake up and do what I need to do. So when you make it a routine and you're being... Me checking it off on my calendar is accountability. Mm. I'm being... I'm just a personal thing for myself. So... Me doing that basically lets me know that, hey, you went on Monday. You can't miss Tuesday. That's right. If you miss Tuesday, and that's, I don't know if it's just a me thing, but when I start missing, if I miss on Tuesday, on Thursday, I'll be like, you missed Tuesday. It's not a big deal. It's like the whole week is messed up. Yeah, it's like, hey, you missed last Tuesday. You can miss this Tuesday Tuesday too. It's not a big deal. So it's it it just keeps you in check. Mm. So if you haven't missed, you just keep it that way. Keep it tight, I guess. All right, so next thing I want to talk about is let's get into your hobbies because I know you uh, you like to travel a lot uh, if there is no COVID. <laughs> I see that from time to time you go to the driving range to, you know, play some golf. And, uh, of course, you mentioned your fitness uh, passion. And I think, you you know, the, 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 the last thing I'm actually about to mention here, you're probably passionate about it more than anything, is, you know, Standing on the couches in the VIP section. <laughs> I think that's like your main passion. Can you tell us a little bit about your hobbies and you know how you even got into those? Right. So as I mentioned, I do a lot on a day to day, like Cedric mentioned. But I think that in life, to enjoy anything, you need a balance. Mm. To enjoy life in general, you need a balance. So all the days when I'm locked in, trying to figure stuff out and whatnot. People never realize none of that until I'm on the VIP couches. Mm. And it's like, wow, you party a lot, all of that. But, you know, I think you just need a balance. Um, for me, I I used to play a lot of soccer. I used to play um, soccer in high school. Um, best defender in high school. I can't make this up. <laughs> but I used to play soccer in high school. So, but when I got here, it was like playing soccer was like a very demanding thing. I'm getting heavier. I'm getting slower. So I just looked into other sports. I um, it was either between tennis or um, golf, golfing. Mm-hmm. I actually started with skating, but that I didn't really enjoy it as mm-hmm. much. So yeah, I ended up golfing. So I've been golfing for about a year now, and absolutely love it. Networking is crazy. Mm-hmm. Meet amazing people. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful place to be. Um, besides that. Cedric's passion for the gym is definitely seventy five hundred times more than mine. Um, the only reason why I'm still working out is because I can't lose what I've worked hard for. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, um, but yeah, and 
traveling 100%, I feel like I don't spend too much money doing crazy things. Whenever I'm at the VIP sections, I don't drink. I've never tasted alcohol, so mm. I'm not paying any ridiculous amounts. Some nights, I just feel like, yo, I just, I love music. So I just want to go in a, in a nice, confined space where they have good speakers and just hear the new music and, you know, update my playlist. So, yes, that's why I like the club and, you know, hanging out with my boys and having a good time, you know, um, staying active. But, um, yeah, traveling 100%, that's where I spend most of my money and my time when I can. Um, you would never regret a, 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 an experience mm -hmm. learning people's cultures. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a it's a beautiful thing to do i so far i think i've done 13 or 14 countries mm -hmm. um because of covid everything slowed down obviously but before i hit 30 i definitely want to do about 30 countries mm. so that's the the goal that i'm trying to hit and before i leave this earth i want to visit every country for sure traveling is like that's definitely my most that's 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 up there. That's mm. my, my my favorite thing to do, hobbies wise, and even just living life life in general. All right. So, uh, what's next for Perry? Like, what can we be? What can we expect from Perry? You know, this coming year or the the years to come. What What are some of the things that uh, you know you you're looking into? Um, Self improvement, hundred percent. Always the highest priority for me. Uh, making sure my mental space is right, uh, making sure I'm getting enough sleep so that I can accomplish all the goals that I need to. And um, I think the, 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 all the things that, are, that I have on my vision board are, are very personal. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess something that you, people can expect would be um, I have a few apps uh, in the pipeline. I have some amazing ideas. And those are definitely going to be, I have an app that will definitely be out by the end of the year. Um, looking into some real estate and um, just growing um, my warehouse business and um, the, the, the tech business. Anything I'm into right now, by the end of 2021, I want to see it double or triple. Mm. So I'm just spending a lot of time learning again to understand the ropes in every every department or every um, um, path of life that I've chosen mm -hmm. to basically grow it and get the knowledge I, 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 I need for it mm -hmm. so that I can, you know, share with people and help the next generation or not the next, not even the next generation because I'm starting to sound too old. <laughs> but my peers who want to start the same things that mm -hmm. I've started, mm -hmm. I'd be able to have some kind of a blueprint or guideline mm -hmm. Um, or a set of guidelines for them to follow to basically accomplish or even do better than I have because what fun is it if you're the only person in the group who's making money because mm. you really can't do much That's right. unless you're paying for everybody, which I don't want to do. So <laughs> everybody, we're going to have to all figure it out. So yeah, just next next couple, my next couple years is just self-improvement, self-development, um, spending more time with the people around me, mm -hmm. Um, recognizing and showing appreciation and celebrating all the lives around me because that's super important. You can really get lost into lost in, in everything you do and, you know, forget about all of that until yep. people pass. And so I'm, you know, yeah, just just making sure that I I as much as I, I as much as I work 
I also realized what God has put right in front of me and appreciate the, the people in my life mm-hmm. and the, the, the blessings I have so far and, and just how far I've come. All right. Just be thankful for that. Man, that sounds good. And uh, there you have it, folks. This uh, the man, Perry, you know, definitely doing some incredible things, man. I'd like to say a big thank you for, you know, just taking some time out and coming here and coming on the podcast. Well, Cedric, and- Cedric has a big house, guys. He's rich. <laughs> and, nah, bro. And just, you know, just sharing with us what you have going on and, you know, even like how people can, if they want to get into this industry or even, you know, start learning something else, like listening to you, I think could motivate somebody get up and go after what it, whatever it is that they want to go after. So, once again, man, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on here. And, man, I can't wait to um, to have you back on here with, you know, where we talk about your new project. Of, or, you know, once you have your new project launched, we can talk about it. And, yeah, just see the amazing things that you're doing. 100% I'll definitely be back. Thank you, Bruce and Gaines. Thank you. All right, guys. See you on the next episode.